Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, welcome to another uh, episode of Really Healthy. I'm Scott Mitchell. And I'm Melanie Douglas. We're brought to you by Alpine Plastic Surgery. we got a great show for you today. You don't want to miss this one. We're going to talk about breakfast. We're going to talk about Cuba. Yeah. <laughs> my my. Venture traveling, to Cuba. Yes. traveling on keto. Can yes, do traveling it? on keto and all that fun stuff. And of course, what should we do? Free weights, machine weights, and how much water is actually good to drink? And I, I want to—that's a lot of stuff. We're gonna—I want to talk about that question. But before we get there, okay, we're gonna start with breakfast. Breakfast, breakfast is my favorite meal of the day. I know. We've so, how, so how what's many going times have you heard breakfast is the most important meal of the day? My whole entire life. Right? Your yes. whole entire life. Me too. I heard it too. Um, I had a viewer reach out to me on Facebook and she said, you know, I listened to your episode about intermittent fasting. This is when you were intermittent fasting. Right. And she said, what's up? How do you intermittent fast and eat breakfast? That I always thought that was the most important meal of the day. What happened to that? And so here's the, here's my answer. I always have two answers, you know. Yes. Because you know what? A wrong answer and a right answer? No. It depends on the type of person that you are. Because this is the thing about nutrition. There's no one size fits all. There's not. You think about all of this confusion. It's really because we're all unique. We all have different DNA and environmental things that influence our health. So there's not a right answer for everyone. But I can give you two general directions on breakfast. Okay? I'm ready. First of all, if you are the type of person that you skip breakfast and then by lunch you are ravenous you are just so hungry, you can't wait to eat, and you overeat your lunch, then you need breakfast. You should have a small breakfast to keep your appetite in check the rest of the day. But like me, I can skip breakfast, and I eat just fine at lunch. I sit down to lunch, and I feel feel fine. I mean, I'm ready to eat a meal, but I'm not, like, going to overeat. So I've experienced it both ways. Okay. I've got, so the intermittent fasting. Yeah. I had no problem missing breakfast. Yeah. And that was a change for me because I've always been a person who's, I would say, almost religiously had breakfast. Yeah. And it was a very, and, it, and it's been an important meal of the day for me. And, and, and I found that I can actually survive and, and do it either way. So yeah. I, I'm totally comfortable with it. And I'm totally comfortable without it. Well, Is that here's, okay? Yeah, that's total, That's okay. And here's the thinking, though, with why we're kind of moving into skipping breakfast with intermittent fasting and why it's okay. It goes back to giving your body a break from having to metabolize food all the time and putting all these environmental potentially contaminants in your body all the time because every time we eat, we do that. Um, but it's also about the fact that we always say, well, you should eat breakfast because it gets your metabolism going, right? 
You know what gets your metabolism going really? Exercise. Is it the best thing to get your metabolism moving? The best thing that gets your metabolism moving is exercise. And it doesn't have to be 30 minutes. Even if you got up in the morning, you're like, okay, instead of eating breakfast, I'm going to do 25 jumping jacks. That probably gets your metabolism going more than eating food. So it doesn't, you can just do something, right? You're just saying something. Because I have found, right, I have found that exercise for me is starting to become my friend again. And I'm really liking that feeling. And I understand. Don't break up. No, no, we're <laughs> we're we're married together forever. Okay, and so, it's eternal. Uh, figuring out a way to, uh, no matter what happens, exercise. Yeah, is the key. Yeah, so I mean, in my opinion, if you had to choose in the morning, you you need to wake up, you need your metabolism to have a jump start. I would exercise over food, because we eat too much. We just do. We eat too much food, and if. You know, the other thing we're not taking into consideration is intermittent fasters. There are people that do breakfast and lunch and not dinner, and right. that's fine too. Like if you if you need breakfast but you want to do intermittent fasting, do your breakfast, lunch, and then don't eat as much as night. So night. you you say it, it, we're not all the same. Mm-hmm. Some of us can have breakfast. Some of us can't. Yeah. Ravenous person, make sure you have breakfast. Yes. So what what would be a sensible Maybe guideline, not, you know, etched in stone, but what would be a sensible type of meal for someone to have for breakfast? Okay, I'm going to answer that. But remind me, because I forget, I get I get off track, to tell you the breakfast food I think is worthless, okay? Oh, So let's save, yes. that, let's save that, that for the end. Okay, so a nice, sensible breakfast. Um, I'm all about eggs and spinach okay. and salsa. Um, I'm all about protein. Have some protein, even if it's string cheese and plain yogurt. If you're a yogurt consumer, get plain yogurt and add your own sugar or honey or fruit because when you buy it flavored, it's got 20 to 30 grams of sugar. Wow. You know, and so that's a, that's a lot of sugar. You could add a teaspoon of sugar and guess what? With one teaspoon, you're only adding four grams of sugar. So even adding old fashioned like white sugar is probably better than buying fruited yogurt. So I love yogurt, but I buy it plain and add in my own sweetener. Um, but Protein, eggs, lean meat, any kind of veggie. Um, I'm all about the smoothies, which I used to be anti-go to, you know, when you're on the run. Um, I used to be anti-smoothie, but I have a smoothie hack. And I should, like, I need to save it for a whole other episode. See, I, I, think I got it, off track. No, but I think it's something that we've talked about in the past about the, the smoothie. I think mm-hmm. I think it's something. No, gonna, I have a new hack, and it's oh, juicy. It's a, it's a new hack. Yeah. Do you, should I save oh, well, it until next I week? Got, okay, I'll just tell you. Well, Okay, I'll just tell you. Look, I wasn't going to love... make you tell us. It's oh. okay. It's okay. But no, now that you, you know the cat's out so of the much. bag, you, know, you might my as well tell us. My husband tells me I always build things yeah. up too much. Okay, here's my Are smoothie. Are we going to be disappointed? No, you're not going to okay. be disappointed. I love like I love to go get a smoothie, and when you go to like Jamba Juice or whatever, they make great smoothies with fresh spinach and carrots and whatever. But they always use apple juice, and so say skip the apple juice. Use just use water. And you cut the sugar way down, and you get your greens and a healthy breakfast. And you can add a shot of protein, and then it's like superstar smoothie. So there you go. Wow. We can elaborate more later. Okay. um, Before we go to break. Yeah. What's the bad breakfast food? Oh, the bad breakfast food that I don't think anyone should ever eat? Ever. Cereal. Really? Cereal is worthless. So when you say (laughs) cereal, you're talking about like... Sugar cereal, the, the stuff you know what, even whole grain cereal. Like, it's like fine. Lucky I let, Charms I let and my all kids eat cereal because they're kids and they can afford it. Life they, cereals. They can have more carbohydrate. Like, my kid eats Cheerios in the morning, whatever. But as an adult, I don't need cereal. It doesn't what have about enough. like oatmeal? 
Uh, okay, oatmeal's a little better, but like cold cereal leaves you it's hungry. Worthless. It's just not that great. See, growing up, we had what we called it's like a, a treat. We call it a Jethro bowl of cereal because yeah. the Beverly Hillbillies. Yeah. He would come out like with the tub, and he was always eating the cereal. Yeah. But it did, and it always does. It, it leaves, leaves you hungry. You, it leaves you empty. Yep. Okay, well, we don't want you to be empty, so we want you to have breakfast or not to have breakfast. It's okay, but it's not okay. Yeah, we, you got that right. We've got covered exactly. It here. That's All what right, we just cool. said. We're right, well, going to break, but when we come back, we've got uh, our weights. Good for you, or the machines, or, or the machines? Free, free weights, or using machines. I've actually used both. Okay. All right. You're listening to Really Healthy. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Really Healthy. Scott Mitchell, Melanie Douglas, uh, we've talked about breakfast in our previous episode, and we're going to talk about water in the, in the future. Right. And, of course, free weights versus machines. But right now, we're going to talk about Cuba. Yeah. So I went on a... Why do you say it like that? Is that the right way to that's, say that's, it? That's actually how they say Cuba. it. Cuba. Yeah, Cuba. Okay, Cuba. Cuba. So you were in Cuba, Cuba on a fishing. Okay, I'll try to say it that way. <laughs> it's okay. You don't have to. So, so I was on a vacation. Yes. Right, and I just happened to be here in this place. It's uh, going on vacations. Typically, for me, are a recipe for disaster. Yes. And the reason, for most people, right? I think the, it's... the reason is it's kind of like, hey, what stays in, you know, what goes on in Vegas stays in Vegas, kind of thing. What yes. goes on in the on your vacation, and you get way out of your routine. Yeah. So I'm very much about routine. And my routine is I have no routine. And it's like, I'm here to enjoy myself. And what does it matter if I just kind of indulge just this one time? And and every time I have that mindset, it's what sends me on a spiral downward every single time. Because I, I, I rationalize that one moment. And I can tell you specifically, I was in New York City and I went to a bakery and I had a piece of cake and it just sent me. So I, I, I'm, I've had these. Yes. I know what these moments are. Yeah. So I was really nervous about going on this trip. However, I was in Cuba and the food there is terrible. So that's a little bit helpful, but it's not. It's so surprising to hear. Well, well I'm on a boat. Yeah. So I'm, okay. I'm a very captive audience. Mm -hmm. what, I, what I did, though, is I, the biggest thing that helped me was planning before I went. So I knew where I was going to be, and I knew specifically how I was going to eat. And it, it included everything from um, when I got to – because I had to overnight in Florida. Mm -hmm. So now I'm in a hotel, right? and I've got to eat, and how do I eat there? And then I, and then I spent a day on land in Cuba, which is just scary for so many reasons, and we don't have – enough time to go into all the reasons yeah. why it's really scary. And then I was on a boat out in the ocean for like seven days. And so you're, and you're, and you're, you have to feed yourself. And, and so I went through this whole plan of planning to eat, which I've never, ever done for on a vacation. Well, yeah. So I know on this trip, I, I have a suitcase yeah. There are specific things I know I have to take. I have a passport. There's medications I have to have. There's yeah. 
Um, you know, you have your toiletries, all, you know, the, the, the clothes you wear. I had gear that I had to take with me because I, I was, you know, I was fly fishing, right? Yeah. Out in the middle of the, of the, of the ocean. Right. And, and so I never go, okay, I packed my suitcase. I planned for all this. I've never gone, okay, now I'm going to plan to eat. I even packed snacks in my what? suitcase to go. Because I knew I'd be out on a boat right. during the day, and they feed you, and you and you can eat whatever. Do they feed you ceviche? Because I'd just eat ceviche for they do. seven days straight. Oh no, the 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 food it, it's it's hard, but it's not hard to to eat. And we had breakfast. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we we had breakfast oh. on the on the boat, but you could have. They had all kinds of fruit, and the fruit is oh yeah, that very would be fresh hard. and yep. very amazing, and all these things. And oh. so I would have. Like the blueberries, I'd have one small, like, bite-sized piece of fruit, and that was it, right? And so I was able to stay in, in the keto zone. They actually had breakfast, like, cereals, like, grainy types of yeah. um, of cereal. And I had it a year ago, and it's really good. So so I, I was able to stay away from that. So I had you eggs stayed for keto on your whole trip? I stayed, I stayed there, but so much of it was because I had planned for it, not while I was there. Like, okay, but I'm before. in this situation. It was like, it was way before. And it, was, it helped me out tremendously because it brought an awareness to me of uh, as much as, like, if I don't have my fishing gear with me, I can't fish. Yeah. And I was like, well, if I don't have my eating gear with me, I can't eat properly, and I and it was just a total. Interesting. It was a total change in my perspective about going on a vacation. I've never ever thought about it that way. Did you feel? Um, did it make you feel bad that you had to plan special food on a vacation? It, it's, it's a great question because you you really. Um, so here's how I turned it around in my head. Okay. Because for me, when I go on vacation, I go, "What's it going to hurt this one time?" You know, yeah. just. Oh, you just indulge yourself a little bit here. It's no, it's no big deal. And, and, and the way I flipped it around in my head was I celebrated the fact that I ate really healthy while I was on vacation. And it actually, in my mind, made the vacation more meaningful hmm. and more enjoyable. Well, you're a little rock star. It sounds was, like you're a I keto, was, I could not, cubet rock star. And, and I will tell you, I was on the trip. I could not wait to come back. I could not wait to go. I got to tell you about um, my my whole trip. But the, the key, really, more than anything, was the the planning ahead. Mm -hmm. and, and, that, and that really, it helped me out above anything else. Very interesting. That, that would not work for me. The planning part, but no, but that's good. Planned. Yeah, and I think people might minimize that planning what you're going to eat on your vacation if it's really going to have an effect. But it did; it helped you. So yeah, uh, and and then uh, the other thing that um, so I I I used because I knew there would be fruit there, mm -hmm. right? And so I was like. I'm going to make, for the most part, my carbs out of fruit. Mm -hmm. So so throughout the day. Because there's really, like, you have to be really careful about certain foods that, that you eat. And that was the other way for me to help me actually get through, like, the, um, 
kind of the treat side of things. Yeah. Because they, they, they had things that were, you know, they had a dessert every night for dinner. So, so I would just... So I, you focus I, on the fish? Do you, uh, like, catch the fish and then you get to eat the fish? So we had lobster almost every day. Like, sounds nice. Like two hours out of the water lobster. That sounds dreamy. And and, and yes, they had. Um, it, it's just incredible the fish the, the fish they have and 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 everything um, that goes on. Um, but uh, it wasn't it wasn't super hard. Uh huh. It really wasn't, and it wasn't because I planned. But what we would do is we we had our choice for lunch as well, and so I actually packed my lunch. I actually have pictures. Maybe I'll put them up on the website. Yeah. Showing, like, we went out on the boat, and I had my lunch, and I put it all together. And it, and it was kind of like, this is all I get to eat, and so it was amazing. Awesome. So it was a great thing. Awesome. All right, we're going to take another break. Uh, I recommend going to Cuba and going on fishing. a boat. Once you get there, go fishing when you're done. Uh, you're listening to Really Healthy. When we come back, are weights free ones or machines better? Welcome back to Really Healthy. Scott Mitchell, Melanie Douglas here. We uh, recently ran across an article that talked about, is it free weights? Yes. Or machines? And actually, which one is better for you? And And when should you use the machines? Yes, because I know the machines can be brutally intimidating, and it's like, uh, do I have to stick a quarter in that thing before I get on it and figure yeah. out how to write? I mean, it's just, it's really confusing and do you have an owner's manual? And I know a lot of people, they go in a gym and they feel very intimidated by it. So why do you use a machine versus free weights? Okay. The general answer is that machines um, will focus on one muscle or body part really well. So you might have a, a bicep curl machine that really targets and focuses on your biceps. So they're really good about focusing on a specific muscle. They're really good for beginners because they lead you through the proper range of motion and the full range of motion typically. Um, and they're really great for people with injuries where you're trying to just keep it super focused, the movement focused and clean. And compare that to, let's say you have dumbbells and you're standing or you're sitting on a stability ball. So that's the free weight thing. Right. When you have dumbbells, all of a sudden you're you're, you don't know exactly, are you lifting to a 90-degree bend? Are you are your arms two inches from your body or right next to your body? Um, is your core engaged? Are you standing with your, you know what I mean? All of these other factors come into play where it can mess up your form. But the machine kind of just puts you there at the right with the right form and guides you through the movement. So um, I know like when you're training for a sport specifically, yeah. you know, having that, um, I mean, I've, I've trained both ways and yeah. I've, I've found, you know, benefit from, I like from them both. both. Too. Uh, and, um, in, in the article it talks sometimes, well, let, let me go back to that thought. So, so for the general person who's trying to get into shape or to do whatever, because you, you talk about a stability ball and all, all of the yeah. different... all the it, other it, ways it, you it, can do it. It's almost like, it's almost a little bit more advanced and it's not necessary. Is that is that a fair assessment or should someone actually be, even from the get-go, you know, having the, you know, having to develop that kinetic awareness or your uh, yeah. proprioception kind of... Yeah. 
Uh, you know, I like machines for a, beginners. Is that a complicated answer or a question? It always okay, is, sorry. right? But I yeah. like machines for beginners because it really helps you identify what you're trying to do. So that if you are doing, let's say, let's say it's a shoulder press, right? And the machine guides you through the motion. You really feel the target to that muscle and you go, okay, that's what I'm trying to do. Whereas if I had someone do a shoulder press with weights, they're balancing their core and they're, you know, just, they're trying to balance this weight that's not equal on each side. Um, they might have like their right arm stronger than their right. left. Anyways, um, so I like that, that it teaches you the movement. And it's interesting that you said they're intimidating. They look intimidating, right? right? When yes. you walk in, they look more complicated than, than they are. But typically when you sit down, the machine guides you through and takes you through, okay, this is how this should feel. Um, but that said, then you can try the dumbbell moves and integrate barbells or kettlebells or balls or step decks. And you can bring all these other things into it after you've un- you understand more about what that muscle group's trying to can, do. Can you use a machine incorrectly? Can you use it and, yes. and and get like no benefit out of it or not really much of a benefit? What what? what how do you avoid doing that? Yes, if you um, go too fast, which you'll see people like pumping really fast at the gym, yeah. typically with weights, you always wanna go slower, like more slow, um, have more control of your movement. So people will go too fast. They may not have the machine, the seat. The seats will usually adjust. So, but usually there's like stickers and directions on the machine to kind of give you direction. Sometimes you'll see like their seat's too low or they haven't raised an arm up enough or something. So there's that part of it where definitely there's some setup that people mess up. And and the same thing with free weights. You can you can kind of do it. Basically, wrong, you should way. just hire me before you go. Okay. There you go. Just kidding. There's the answer right there. <laughs> hire Melanie, and and you're on your way. But but is that a is but what if someone can't do that or what you know then. Yeah. You, you can kind of figure figure it out. Yeah. I mean, you the most important thing is that you do the thing you have access to. So if you don't have a gym membership and that's not in your future, you can't afford it, then go get some dumbbells at Walmart, pay 20 bucks and invest in some dumbbells and do dumbbells. Do the thing you have access to because the point is, is you need it. You need weights. We should all be doing weight training, especially women. So it should be part of your life and what works for you. If you have a gym membership, shake it up. Use them both. Um, if you're learning, start with the weights. Yeah, we were having a discussion earlier off camera about this, that there are just a lot of people that don't do any weight training. And it's just it's extremely valuable, extremely beneficial mm-hmm. and something that it's not even a yeah. it's not a question. It's of. Should I do it? It's an absolute you you must do it if if you're really going to get the yes. full benefit of if being If you're healthy. a human being, you should be lifting some weights. Yes. We need it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's funny because I heard that when I was on The Biggest Loser. Yeah. But they're like, we're not going to gain weight because it's it actually gains. Oh, yeah. They just or, or made you cardio Muscle it. mass because it, yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. Um, next up. Next up. We have a listener. This is a long question, but essentially it's how much water should I be drinking Right. In a day. And I, I've been waiting because I want to yeah. hear what your answer is to this. Because I've heard a million different. It's like a gallon of water. It's your body weight in ounces. I know. All kinds of things. There are all kinds of calculations out there. I have run all the numbers. And when I basically check with the National Institute of Health and what they recommend, it, it usually ends up being between 90 and 110 ounces per day. And the thing to... And that's for, that's for every... Yeah, I mean, in general, that's what we need. Now, why do you, can you say in general? Because we're all different sizes and shapes and the humidity and how much you sweat and all these things come into play. So even if you calculate exactly what you might need for your weight, it still depends on 
How hot is it outside? Did you exercise? Did you sweat? Um, how much water was in the food you ate? And so at, the easiest thing to do, check the color of your urine. Just take that, a look. That's the best way to do it. Yes. If it's clear or light, you're doing fine. You're doing fine. So don't stress. Um, and then, you know, you can keep that kind of 100 ounces in your mind that that's a good goal. But the food that you eat counts. So when you have soup or watermelon, um, soda, or whatever, juice, those things all count toward your liquid. You can drink too much water. Yes. And and water basically, it, it so the electrolytes, the salt content in, yes. in your fluids, it can actually dilute it to a point where yeah. it can be very unhealthy. But that, is it safe to say it's not something that we typically are going to run into? I mean, it's not like, yeah. I mean, it happens, but it's, it's... I've it's, seen it's, it happen with like athletes who are really, really yeah. drinking a lot and then they're trying to, um, you know, run a marathon, that type of stuff. You can drink too much. And I, I think that if it's disrupting your life, like if you're like, I have to go to the bathroom every 30 minutes and my urine is clear, you're probably drinking too much. It shouldn't interrupt your life like that. Unless you're on keto. Unless you're on keto. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we have a challenge. Okay. Your challenge this week is to pick up some weight. And if you already weight train, then try a new style. If you already use weights, try a kettlebell, uh, try a medicine ball, go to the gym and try some weights. Or if you don't have access to any weight, you better stop, drop, and do 50 push-ups. That counts. So I think the theme of the show today yeah. is drink water. Yes. Make sure you weight train. It's extremely important. Yeah. Very, very important. Okay. Uh, that's it for this episode of Really Healthy. Uh, we want to thank uh, Alpine Plastic Surgery and we also want to encourage you to go like us on Facebook and Instagram at the Really Healthy Podcast. Also, we have a website, reallyhealthyshow.com. We have all kinds of information. You can ask us questions. There's no excuse to get involved, to change your life, and it's all free. So come join us, like us, be a part of what we do. We want to think we have so many people just every day, more and more people find us, follow us, and are a part of our growing um movement because we like movement it's yeah. good for you yeah all right uh for melanie douglas i'm scott mitchell have a really healthy day this program does not provide medical advice the contents of this program are for informational purposes only the program is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice diagnosis or treatment always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard on this program bonneville international does not recommend or endorse any specific tests physicians products procedures opinions or other information that may be mentioned on the program reliance on any information provided on the program is solely at your own risk